Falling program is a proud member of the Palava family of podcasts. Check out all the shows over at Palava.com. That's P-A-L-A-V-I.com. Information podcast contains themes and subject matter that may be inappropriate for some audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Misinformation Podcast, episode 148 with you as always. I'm Zach. I'm Eric. Yo. 148. 148. You know what that means. We're one week away from the century and a half mark. Dude. That's over two years worth of shows if we went week by week by week by week. Yeah. When we missed lots of weeks throughout the... When didn't we figure out the other day how long the show's actually been going since like November of oh God, yeah, I think so. 2007? Because yep. I, I know that I started it well after Jenny and I got together. Yep. We started dating in January of 2007. Um, dated, and I still lived in my apartment when I first started the show. So yeah, it had to have been. Yep. Wow, Sounds about right. Almost four years into it. Boom. Wow. Actually, three and a half. Three and a half years into it. Because, you know, I've been listening to a lot of the, uh, like, with this whole yes, sir, that's going on. Yeah, yeah, Spodcast. Yeah. Spod, spod, uh, I've been listening to Smodcast all week, and they just put a smug in front of everything. Yeah. How are you doing? I'm smunderful. Yeah. Uh, it's like listening to a fucking audio episode of the Smurfs. Uh, but they, uh, you know, they, they've, they've been doing the show. They did the show for a year longer than... Uh, we've been doing this show, okay? Yep. So we're still ahead of them, I think, in podcast numbers. Weird. Yes. Weird, no. right? Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, Cabin Fever's back with Brian Fitzpatrick and a new uh, consortium of fellows, uh, and they're on their episode 101, so we're ahead of them by a kabajillion, right? Yes. Yeah. Indeed. I saw they were back though. Yeah, yeah that's, I haven't listened yet. What's, what's wrong with you? I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking about that. Like it's weird. It's like were we recording today? The number? No, the numbers. Just like wow, yeah. that's a lot of right. It's a lot of minutes. Well, in, in Mars Needs podcast, I'd have to look it up, but I know that he is, to my knowledge, never missed a week. Wow. But he hasn't been doing this nearly doing his nearly as long as we have. But I know that he he had prided himself. Uh, upon not ever doing it. When uh, 900 years know. old you reach, <laughs> look as good, you will not. <laughs> nice. Uh, so, speaking of nerd things, which we weren't, but we will now. Yeah. Uh, I've been playing Fable 2. Do you play the original Fable? I haven't played the original Fable. I have Fable 2, though. Right. Have you started playing it at all? Laura was playing it. Uh, does she enjoy it? Kind of, yeah. I find it to be the most boring, tedious adventure game I've ever played in my life. She, yeah, she was kind of disappointed. She was hoping it'd be more like Zelda, like something 
Yeah, it would be if anything ever happened. That's yeah, it was kind yeah. of yeah. Um, it, it's similar in like the idea behind it, I think. But the problem is, it's all it. They should really call it Lord of the Rings <laughs> because you you walk, and then you do some more walking, and then you walk some more, and it's really not terribly important that you talk to anybody. Huh? But and it gives you this little. Have you watched her play? Br- Barely. There's like a glowing trail that you can follow to your next huh. uh, quest or whatever. And and that's pretty handy because the world – there aren't a lot of sign – like there are actual signposts, but there aren't a lot of visual signposts in the world. So it's real easy to get lost. So that, that little glowing golden trail is nice. But uh, I remember the first Fable. You never played the first Fable? No, I didn't. First Fable, like your guy would keep getting bigger and stronger and more powerful and it was kind of cool to see what he looked like and he would age yeah. as the – Game went on. In Fable 2, at one point, you have to get on a, a boat and go to this spire to fight the – it's where the evil guy lives, right? The evil guy. Right. So you go there and then they basically tell you, and you were trapped there for 10 years. And you come back from there and you're bald and look a little older. That's how they age you in this game. And I'm, I'm just not good with it. The only physical difference that I see with my guy is if I eat meat and pies to regain health, he gets fat. <laughs> and if you lose use a lot of magic, he gets like – I've used a lot of electric magic, you know, mm-hmm. will, electric will, yeah. and uh, it, he gets these blue veins, these glowing blue veins through his body. Oh, like you use a lot of will. Um, and then and, and I wonder if I used flames, if they'd be red, but I, I used – electricity seems to work the best. Cool. But I, I'm basically – uh, explaining this as boring as the game is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, I, you're, it's accurate. And, and that's the worst part. Like, I was really excited about it because it's supposed to, the first one was such an involved game. Well, isn't like, there a third one out now? Yeah, too? yeah. And we've got it. It's here. And, uh, I was talking. <laughs> apparently didn't hate the second one that much if you bought it. Well, I didn't buy one. on the kids bottom. All right. Um, but the first one I loved. So I was kind of excited about the second one, you know, and I just threw it in the other day and we've had it. It's been floating around the house for probably over a year, you yeah. know, and I was like, oh, maybe I'll give it a crack. The, the, the play control is super duper easy. I mean, it's, it's almost a button mash. Um, but I just don't understand how the first one could be so interesting and exciting. And now it's just a matter of buying weapons. You just buy weapons, but getting money is fucking difficult because you can go get jobs, <laughs> but the jobs are just very repetitive, like making swords. You have to keep timing the button strikes to pound on the swords and the blacksmith the swords and then huh. you can chop wood and you that can do sounds it. very entertaining oh it's terrible um the only way that you can w- get money quickly is by going to this thing called the uh oh what the fuck is it called it, basically you go and fight it's like a gauntlet you fight um all of these uh enemies in like basically in waves uh-huh. and if you get a supposedly if you get there's eight rounds. If you get eight perfect rounds, then you get a legendary weapon. Huh. The problem is the eighth round is this fucking rock troll, right? And he has – it looks like little worms sticking out of his body. Yeah. And in order to kill him, you have to shoot the worms. And there's probably like ten of them. Well, the worms aren't always exposed. So once you level up your magics enough, like whipping through the first seven rounds of that are fucking butter. And then you get to that guy and – it. It's almost impossible to beat it because you have to beat him in a certain amount of time. Uh. Like beating him is easy, but beating him – and I hate anything that's timed. I've said a million times that any a video game can be ruined by putting that fucking time that you have to have a certain amount of time to get something done. Yep. And I hate that. Hate it. That's why I stopped playing Ultimate Spider-Man, which I thought was a really cute, neat little game. But once I – lots of races and timed things, quit playing it. Oh, I hate that shit too. Don't like it. 
ruins it for me. That those are the moments in games where you want to like throw your controller against the wall. Like, right. You just get so pissed off. Yeah, because it doesn't really have anything to do with like the enjoyment of playing the game so right. much as it this is this is something I have to do to go, Jesus Christ. That better fucking I hope that they're her back from grocery shopping. Yeah. Because that dog's barking just a bark, I'm gonna put my foot in his ass. I swear to yeah. God. Yeah. Ah, fuck. Did you uh did you see Dana's post the other day about the, about the shirt? Stephen King? No, Stephen oh. King, the Dark Tower. Yeah, Dark thing. Tower 4.5. Yeah, four <laughs> yeah. and a half, four and a half. What, is it through the keyhole? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how I feel about it. Um, it sounds like it's just kind of kind of fleshed the story out a little bit. Yeah. To which I didn't feel it needed. Like, Basically what's happening is he wrote a new book. It's done. And it's going to publish in 2012. And it's supposed to fall in between uh, Wizard in the Glass and yep. Wolves of Cala. Yep. And it's supposed to basically tell what happened on their journey from the Emerald City to Caliber and Sturgis. Yep. Uh, I don't know that I need to know. Do you, I mean, how do you feel about I, it? I don't know. I, Laura seemed excited when I told her about it. She's a bigger nerd for that than I am, oddly enough. Did, but... Has she read the short story and Everything's Eventual? I think about so. About Roland, uh, Little Sisters of Illyria? Mm-hmm. I haven't... I started reading it and then I... I don't know. I guess... Uh... He must have felt like there was some information worth telling if he's going to do another book about it. Right. I, the weird thing for me is I feel like Roland's story has been told, you know, it, even up through the bonus chapter at the end of The Dark Tower. Yeah. I, I feel like even that... Well, it said right in that little article that this story isn't going to so much give you any more insight into Roland, but everybody else okay. that was a part of that trek. I thought, But I thought you got that through uh, The Drawing of the Three. Like, you learned everything about them in yeah. Drawing of the Three. I don't know, man. So, I, it's... I mean, God, I can't really say anything because I know there's tons of people that listen to the yeah, show who right, haven't listened, right. who haven't read the books yet. And I encourage you go out and start with the Gunslinger, Man in Black, Across the Desert. If yeah. you get that, man, you read that first book. Then we'll get it in you. And if you're if you're not hooked after that first book, you're not. Human. You don't have a soul. Yeah, I, a lot of people have told me that first book's a slow read, and I don't. It's a first of all, it's a short book. Yeah. If any of them are a slow read, it's Wizard in the Glass. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's it's hard it's hard to read for me. It's hard to read about Roland and his friends when they're children because it's hard for me to care. Right. You know. I mean, granted, they're teenagers, and he's throwing the fucking wood to Susan Delgado. Yeah. <laughs> but it, still, it's kind of weird for me to read about that, like yep. kids humping and whatnot. I don't know. Well, yeah, you just want to get back to what he's going through in that first, like in the first book, you know where he's, what his main mission is, and those, right. those middle stories don't really do anything to progress that, and you're just like, I no. want to know what's gonna happen, yeah. not what did happen. Yeah, I don't care about. I know he told me already in the yeah. first book that right. he had these friends, and they were all gunslingers. And now they're all dead. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I don't really need to know why yet. Well, and I and I bought all the graphic novels. Yeah, or the I guess yeah, they're good eh, trades more or less. But I and I bought all of those and read them and was a little disappointed because I felt like they glossed over a lot of the important story parts that people had been waiting years to read battle jericho hill yeah like was supposed to be the most defining moment in roland's history and they just kind of <laughs> over the top of it yeah you know, which is bullshit it should have been a terribly visual visceral part of the story nothing it made me it made me sad did you have you read that part yet yeah what'd you think lackluster yeah but uh i don't know and that's the i think you and I, I don't see the need for a lot of it, but then you give somebody like Laura as one of those fans that she'll take any piece of it you can get. So when I right. told her there's another book, she's like, yay, squee. <laughs> and I'm like, all right. 
<laughs> Congratulations, I suppose, it's, I suppose it's like the Twilight fans where they're like, and we're going to write a book about that one vampire girl they killed in the third one. Yeah, and then we're going to... Yay, do, I need to know that. And then we're going to do a comic of the very same book. Yeah, and, and then, then I'm going to it in comic form. And then I'm going to rewrite my first book from the point of view of the dude instead of the chick. Yeah, nobody cares. Oh, I don't, they care. Oh, they care. Oh, they care. They care, but I don't care. <laughs> Fuck that. Like, if, if you if you wrote the first book correctly, you shouldn't need to write it from his point of view, also. <laughs> I know. Like, that's just milking your cash cow. That's well, that, that that's is. the advantage of writing a book, is yeah. that technically you can write it from more than one point of view. It's yeah. a book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can be everywhere at once. It's a book. <laughs> it can be, it doesn't have to fall within a certain time constraint because, because fucking theaters won't show it. It's a book. All right, under the dome was fucking four billion pages long. Yeah. Okay. Like, you know why? Because it was told from everyone's point of view. The stand also four billion pages long. You know why? Again, <laughs> everyone's point of view. Yeah. Okay. So don't, Miss Stephanie Meyer, Miss 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 Mormon Goddess, don't fucking tell me you couldn't have gotten that all in one book. <laughs> For Christ's sake, really. <laughs> Why torture America more with your fucking homoerotic love fest that is the fucking Jacob and Edward hump, hump story? <laughs> I'm telling you, those, those two dudes are rubbing their abs on each other every fucking day, I swear Oh, yeah. There's some butt humping going on in that fucking story. I swear to God. Why'd you bring that up? I don't know. <laughs> you know what makes me angry. Just to point out that some people are willing to take any extra bit of anything when they're, like, really, really fanatical about something. Right. It, it, to the point of... Well, and then didn't she stop writing that because some chapters had leaked? Yeah. Chapters had leaked of a story that had already been told? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but this is a different perspective. Wow. Oh, my God. I didn't know they got together, had a demon baby that almost ate its way out of her, and then he had to turn her into a vampire to save her. Yeah. And then the werewolf fell in love with their child, which is weird. But now this version is going to say he a lot more than she. Right. Right. That's the only difference. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, $30 for a pronoun. Yes. <laughs> the, Excellent. What the fuck? <laughs> ah. Excellent. Are you following this fucking uh, Lindsay Lohan deal at all? I gave up. I, fucking put her in prison. Like, I mean, really? You hear about Richard Hatch, well, right? Aren't they even commenting on like what she chooses to wear to court each day and shit like that? Well, of course they are. Like, who fucking cares? Well, that wasn't the right paper. Uh, awesome. They so she supposedly stole this necklace. Yep. And there's video of her wearing said necklace. Okay, she's broken her fucking probation about four hundred times. Yep. I don't know what she's doing that continually gets her out of going to prison. You think? No, yeah. it's probably more. You can put it in my butt. That's fine. All right. Which? Oh, okay. you and him at the same time? Yeah, that's cool. Oh, it's not the first time two people have been in there at once. Yeah, that's what I mean. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> I I just Richard Hatch, the winner of the first Survivor, right? Yeah. Won a million dollars and then didn't pay taxes on it. Yep. So they sent him to prison like lickety split. Right. So then he gets out. He went. He did three years in prison. Now he's out on three years supervised probation. And guess what he does? Doesn't amend his taxes like they said were a condition of his probation. Or parole or whatever. Um, so they're sending him back to prison for the mandatory – or for the maximum six months. Like not even – the judge could have sent him back for any – No. He's like, nope. Learn that lesson, boy. Yep. Federal mandatory. Or federal agree. maximum. Why do you keep saying well, I don't know why they're wasting time with her. Just, yeah, put her in. Put it in her. Put I it mean, in what? her. Put it in her. <laughs> put her – 
Put them bars in her. Put her behind them bars. Put her. And she just looks rough, man. Like her hair looks like. I mean, she just looks ill. Well, and wasn't she on tap to play fucking Linda Lovelace at she some was, point? But they fucking... they're like, yeah, we're gonna pull out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't have to. It's okay. <laughs> you don't have to. I'm barren. Yeah, <laughs> I'm barren from all the drugs I do. I took a shot of napalm a long time ago. <laughs> Cool. In the face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. Uh, do you hear uh, Mel Gibson pled, yeah, I hit that bitch. Did he? <laughs> yeah. Oh, get on you. No contest. Yeah. He pled no contest that he fucking abused her. I'm like, wow, that's a big step for Mel. Yeah. He's he's probably pissed off that Charlie Sheen's getting so maybe much Maybe he's attention. hoping that he can maybe have a career again one day if he's just honest. Oh, he's fucked. Yeah, was- he's fucked. Well, but pretty soon, by other standards of comparison, how fucked will he be if this other one goes... And you're talking the about distance. Sheen? Yeah, like if he makes sets a new standard of crazy. Charlie Sheen would literally have to murder somebody well, to be worse. You know, we're not done yet. <laughs> uh, you ready for some asking? Yeah, me? let's do All it. Right. Uh, and I, this one I have not read. This is fresh for Good, me. let's do that. All right. Dear Amy, my 18-year-old son avoids girls his age. Uh-oh. <laughs> he used to hang out with guy friends, but now doesn't spend time with them if they're also hanging out with girls. He's... This, this is getting weird. Yeah. I, it's This is getting weird because this is what she goes on to say right after that. He's tall with blonde hair, blue eyes, and is quite athletic. Uh-oh. I've seen many girls approach him, and he simply walks away from them. While picking him up from his job, three girls his age ask me why my son uh, won't speak to them. He's been this way since he was 14. I was hoping the problem would go away, but it hasn't. I would appreciate any advice about how to deal with this. Okay, we'll go with... The Ask Zach portion first, and then we'll see what Amy wrote. Yeah, let's do that. First of all, motherfucker's 18 years old. Why is his mommy picking him up from work? Yeah. Second of all, why do these girls feel that his mommy would have any fucking input into why her son would not talk to them? Yeah. Third, how old are these girls? Yeah. Fourth, your son's gay. Yeah. (laughs) Otherwise, sir, why is your dick not soaking wet? Right. Nothing wrong with that. But I'm a little creeped out by the section where she's like, he's tall with blonde hair, blue eyes, and his quiet. She's trying to paint a picture that he shouldn't have a problem getting girls. I think his mom wants to hump him. Well, she might, too. Maybe that's why he doesn't like women, because she tried. Because of the touching. Yeah. And the diddling. Yeah. Sorry, girls. Mom says I have to save it for her. (laughs) Yuck. Never know. I I think that there's obviously... Really? (laughs) Yeah, maybe he's gay. So it said he won't hang out with his guy friends around it, girls, yeah, or he won't hang out with... He won't hang out with his guy friends if they're hanging out with girls. Because he doesn't want the girls to pick up on immediately that he's checking the guys out and not them. That he wants to fucking <laughs> yeah. dive face first on their cock and balls? Yeah. yeah I think you're. I think you might be right. Not that there's anything wrong with that. No, but... But to his mom, I say, leave him the fuck alone. Who cares? Yeah. Is he is he otherwise healthy? Is he otherwise, you know, like, does he socialize? Is he Is he... Yeah, like he he's withdrawn? not completely shut down, is yeah, he? Like, he's not sitting in his fucking bedroom cutting himself, is he? You know, like, who gives a shit whether he talks to girls or not? Maybe he's got a little wiener. Maybe. Maybe he's just terrified to... Maybe it's none of his mom's fucking business. Yeah, yeah but for the girls, they, they need to know. Right. He's just... You no, know, I just meant in general. He's rocking the thimble, so he's too afraid to... Maybe. Take it there. Maybe. Maybe he wants to... <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> he wants to take it. Yeah, he there. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't understand. He's 18. I could see if he was like 13 or 14. Yeah. She's like, God, he won't talk to girls. He won't socialize. He won't do any of these things. He's 18 fucking years old and you're still driving him to work. I think there's some fucking bigger things at work here than just his problem talking to girls. Maybe motherfucker should get a driver's license. Yeah. Or a bus pass. Yeah. Or a fucking bicycle. Amy says, 
Your son might be crippled with anxiety, traumatized by a previous event. You touching him? Small a, penis. A misogynist hates hates women. Is it really that he's getting to? Gay or a combination of these or he's, none of the above. He's a small dicked, angry fucking gay misogynist. <laughs> <laughs> He hates women. He hate, He's gay because he hates women, not because he yeah. loves men. Yeah. Uh, try to be neutral in your approach and open in your attitude. You can say, I've noticed that you seem very uncomfortable around girls your age. Let me see if mommy can show you something. What? Wait, they didn't say that. Okay, they God that. damn. They said, I've noticed that you can seem very uncomfortable around girls your age. I'm telling you, porno start this way. Uh, <laughs> I'd like to help you deal with this issue. Wait, wait, whoa, whoa. Or if there is someone else you think you'd like to talk to, I think you should. Take him out and get him a whore for his 19th birthday. What? See what 18, happens. But 18 years old, why is mom so fucking plugged into his behavior? Yeah. Like, that's what I don't understand. That's like, a little off-putting. Yeah, I, I just, why would she... Uh, I don't know, it doesn't make any sense to me. Um... <laughs> Well, and way to make him feel worse when he finds out you wrote in to ask Amy. Right. <laughs> right. My God. Right. Right. Oh, fuck. Did you read about this? Uh, California teen survives plunge off Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah. See, this is, uh, this is, this is not the, you shouldn't write about shit like this. Okay. This is dangerous. This is, uh, I always have a hard time thinking of this word. This is, uh, this is dangerous journalism. It's, uh. Uh, what's the fucking word I'm looking for, Eric? <laughs> I don't know. What, are you trying to say that it, like, glamorizes shit? It's glamorizing it's... it, so therefore the, the type of journalism is uh, uh, not dangerous, but irresponsible. Yeah. Irresponsible journalism. It goes on to say, a California high school student visiting the Golden Gate Bridge on a Thursday morning field trip climbed over a railing, jumped, possibly on a dare by fellow inmates, and somehow survived the 220-foot plunge into San Francisco Bay that kills dozens of people each year. Later on, it says that uh, someone leaps, leaps off the iconic bridge an average of once every two weeks. Last year, 32 jumpers died. About 98% of those plunges end up being fatal. Okay, number one. These are the fucking kids that are going to be running our country someday. And he jumped from the Golden Gate Bridge on a dare. It's not like uh, the fucking Cedar f- fucking River Bridge downtown yeah. where it's about 14 feet above the water. It's stories upon stories above the fucking water. I you know, I'm almost tempted to google it and see how high the fu- how fucking stupid Avi He wasn't even trying to kill himself. It was a dare. Yeah, now I can see if you're if you're doing it to commit suicide, you're going, "Oh, look, this will probably kill me and I hope it does." But if you're doing it on a dare, I bet you you ain't got a hair on your nuts unless you jump from the Golden Gate Bridge. It was that kid from Ask Amy. He jumped in and mashed his nuts and now he has no interest in women. <laughs> the kid lived yeah, that's what I'm saying. Bumps and bruises, it says. That's it. It, it. it went on in the article to say that most people have internal injuries, internal bleeding. So what did they do to him? I don't know. Wrote a story about no, him? No made punishment him famous? for Apparently being not. a retard? Apparently not. They just made him famous. <laughs> made him famous. That's very, very responsible reporting. Like, hey, kids, do this. If you survive, you'll be famous. And sometimes I see a, a, a little mini headline that kind of makes me go, well, that, yeah. Ranks of cancer survivors growing fast, CDC says. Well, if it wasn't, they wouldn't be survivors, would they? <laughs> <laughs> Ranks of cancer survivors falling. Well, yeah, it's, they're no longer survivors. <laughs> I'm going to hell. <laughs> Damn. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, tons of dead sardines still clogging California Marina. And a related note, Lindsay Lohan went to the beach. Yes. 
<laughs> Total morning zoo fucking joke there. Yeah. Uh, I wish newspaper turning wasn't so noisy. <laughs> yeah, I know, man. It's fun. It's fun. Uh, I'm having a hard time finding any more Ask Amy's. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Yakpot. Oh, I didn't grab the right fucking section of the, the paper for the news of the weird. You bitch. Yeah. All right. <sighs> here we go. This one, this one I did read. It's a little weird. Uh, I'm a happily married 45-year-old woman with three school-age children. I took a job driving a cab in the worst part of town because I was bored sitting around the house. <laughs> I, I took a fucking bullet to my cerebellum because I was, I was bored. bored. <laughs> I love my job even though it is unhealthy and dangerous and the money isn't that great. I just really love the people and driving. My family and everyone else is appalled and wants me to do something different. I went out yesterday and obtained a job as a companion. I haven't started yet, uh, but I, I already know how bored I'm going to be. <laughs> Any suggestions on how to make the best of it? First of all, if you're a brown coat, the last part of that means something completely different yeah. than it does to anybody else on the planet. Yeah. I went out yesterday and obtained a job as a prostitute. Yeah. <laughs> how is it unhealthy? Is it because she's sitting down all the time? Yeah, I guess. Um, I don't know. I. What a weird lady. Yeah, I'm Almost, bored. I'm going to go... Why in the worst part of town? Do you get to pick? Like, is is it that she obtained the job driving a cab, or that it was in the worst part of town? Yeah, I don't. That makes no sense. That's a terrible decision. No, um, it ask Amy. Uh, you don't say what kind of companion you will be. <laughs> <laughs> but if you start this gig thinking you'll be bored out of your mind, I find myself feeling sorry for your client. Uh, she goes on to offer that she take a job, maybe driving a bus or various other things. Uh, it wasn't nearly as exciting as I thought it was going to no. be. I thought that was going to go down a different. Uh, next one. I'm 25 years old and I've been working with the same financial institution for almost six years now. Two years ago, I moved up to the head office. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when I was working as a bank teller, I made some friends in the branch. branch. One friend, Tiffany, is several years older than me, married with a baby son. While working together, Tiffany and I used to chat throughout the day, and even though I'm working in a different office now, we still e email each other regularly while at work, but almost never outside of work. I've had a girlfriend, Emily, for seven years. Emily recently got a job in the same office as me and has caught me emailing Tiffany. She doesn't like it. I don't find Tiffany attractive at all, and we don't have any history. I would never cheat. What Emily seems to have a problem with is not that I talk to someone throughout the day, but I talk to a woman. I don't see a problem with it. It is the same as if I were talking with one of my guy friends. Does Emily have the right or any reason to tell me that I shouldn't talk to Tiffany? I would say this is the most common type of letter that Amy gets. Yeah. Um, to which I will say to this guy, who he didn't give himself a name in quotes, uh, but dude, leave your fucking girlfriend because it's only going to get worse. Yeah, that's a bit insecure right there. Yeah, um, you, you've been, you, you've, you've been, been emailing, emailing? You've been emailing like once a week this married woman with kids. Fuck, that's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Like, and it'd be one thing if, well, we used to go out for drinks, and occasionally yeah. we'd make out, and I'd finger bang she her a little. She used to touch my peppy. Right, right. yeah. I'd, you know, sometimes I'd eat her hoo-ah, you yeah. know. But no, it's like we've never, it just, we're friends. She's a lot older than me. I don't think of her that way, you know. The, the only stupid thing that he kind of did, and I think Amy touches on in her answer, is he referred to it as getting caught. Yeah. Like, if you're not doing anything wrong, then, then you're, you're not, not getting caught. caught. But I just, why do dudes, okay, have you noticed this as being pretty common? Uh, this Emily chick, 
must be either smoking hot or a demon in the fucking sack. Because why are dudes always getting themselves fucking wrapped up with chicks who fucking get bent out of shape about Nothing. really fucking mundane, totally harmless shit? I mean, it's not like he's meeting her for drinks after work or he's like, hey, you want to go watch porno at the Cinema 16 together? Right. You know, or every once in a while, if I happen to walk by her floor, she flashes a tit at me. Yeah. You know, it's, I email her every once Every in a while. Tuesday, she jerks me off over our lunch break. Like, right. But- that I could see where Emily might be like, hey, I know it's not like full on sex, but I don't want you to see this girl anymore. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, but instead she's like, I don't like you emailing that woman. Yeah, that's. I don't like it. It makes me not love you. <laughs> like, really? You know what makes me not love you? You. <laughs> well, yeah, like, do you, are you, is she the type of chick that you guys are sitting at home watching TV and you have to pretend someone's not hot? Right. Like when they're on TV? Right. Do you think she's pretty? No, oh, baby. No, no, she's got no, a busted no. face. Yeah, ugly, ugly. I hate her. Yeah. I hate her. I hate girls with little tight butts like that. Yeah. I hate them. I hate, I just wish that she would go eat some fucking pizza. Well, I fucking hate perfect 10 models. Ew. Yeah, you know what would make her look good? Fat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'd be way better if she didn't bathe and look like she'd be sticky. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you do like Lindsay Lohan. You, you have said that. Right. She doesn't look like she'd be sticky. She looks like if I licked her arm, I'd fucking have a buzz for a week. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah yeah yum it looks like if you ran a comb through her hair and the, it also, the comb would then have hair i think if you licked her armpit it would sound like any time a cat licks anything <laughs> like textured yes <laughs> i think you're right even if it was freshly shorn like yeah. it was like like it, it looks like it should be fucking yeah. baby's butt smooth it's just yeah like a fucking reptile yeah uh, i just don't understand why guys are continually then they have to ask people's advice like man she's so jealous i just don't know what to do you can't fix that yeah you can't fix crazy and dumb wrapped together in one fucking package you either have to be like okay she's jealous and her pussy's so solid gold that i'm just gonna deal with it yeah or i hate you goodbye like i don't understand guys that are constantly trying to figure these type of girls out because they're everywhere they're all these fucking insecure i had a late night sneaky uncle fucking you know and he had to work so hard to get in their fucking panties and then you finally got in there and she fucked you wild for like a week and then pretty soon it was like yeah we're boyfriend and girlfriend we're in a relationship i don't do dirty things with my boyfriend you're supposed to respect me more than that like i'll show you how much i respect you come in your face (laughs) yeah you know? yeah. And not even like, a, hey, can I, special occasion, can I come to your face? But like, don't tell her it's coming and then just blow it all over her fucking face. Mm-hmm. Up her nose, in her yeah. fucking, in her fucking, in her eye armpit. Like, you know, yep, yep, yep. There, the fucking yep. the tear duct. Yep. So that every time she cries a little bit, uh, something swims in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Yep. Like, fuck her. Like, fuck this girl, man. Like, really? Really? Can you imagine what would happen? If, what's going to happen if you keep moving up in the company and you get a secretary and she's like fucking madman secretary hot? Yeah. Then what are you going to do? Because then it's going to be really hard for you to hide it from her when you're fucking her. <laughs> She'll be all up in your business. <laughs> she get mad if you have a female doctor? Yeah. What, was that woman touching your wiener? Yeah. Well, she did. She, what's she, that? She, she cradled your balls? I'm pretty sure she enjoyed it. Oh, my God. I fucking hate you. <laughs> I suppose we should see what Amy said. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's see what it's not going to be near as fun as ours. I probably not. No, 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 no. <laughs> All right. Uh, 
she says, and I, I had said that um, that she had started to say, when you describe yourself as being caught, it implies that you are doing something worthy of being caught at. I agree with you that men and women should be able to have personal and work friends of whatever gender and to be in touch with these friends. It seems strange that in seven years of being together and now working together, uh, your girlfriend, Emily, hasn't ju- adjusted to your friendship with Tiffany. You might be able to broker this by making sure that the two women meet, and that's a terrible idea, <laughs> meet, and that your contact is transparent so Emily can make her own personal threat assessment. I'm telling you, that's a terrible, terrible idea. Because this Emily bitch is not going to be reasonable about nope, it. Nope, she's already kind of illustrated that. And she's going to be looking at for reasons to hate this bitch, and they're not going to become fast friends. And matter of fact, again, compartmentalizing. Yeah. Like, he doesn't necessarily want them to interact, nor is it necessary. Like, do I think that my wife needs to know all of my friends? No. Does she care to know all my friends? No. No, she doesn't care, because if it's not somebody she finds interesting, why bother? Why waste her time with that? And especially if I know that she's going to be openly hostile to this person for no fucking reason. <laughs> right. Ah, Jesus Christ. Uh, here's, here's a quick one. Uh, and then I'll, uh, and I won't piggyback on it with a true story about my life, but here you go. Maybe you should. Uh, no, what is I, this? I no, I don't know. Uh, a woman wrote, dear Amy, a woman wrote to you asking if it was okay if she attended the funeral of her ex-husband's wife. I have a very good relationship with my husband's ex-wife. Um, Wait, that's backwards. Yeah. Ex-husband's wife. With my husband's ex-wife, but would I want her to show support? Oh, okay. See, see, see. Got it. Show support for my husband by showing up at my funeral? No. And I think her son should be commended for speaking to her beforehand. As you said, there are many ways to show support without attending the funeral. And then she, Amy answers, a funeral isn't the correct venue for testing relationships. Okay, first of all, fuck off. Like, really? is Like, you got him. You win. All right? To this lady that wrote in. Yeah. You win. He's your husband now. Okay? And then you died. So it doesn't matter if she comes to the funeral. All right? Is it going to hurt you? No, because you're fucking dead. (laughs) (laughs) Like, unless she was the one that killed you, it's fine for her to fucking come to your funeral. If she wants to show up at the funeral and say, hey, you know, especially if there's a good relationship there, and just to basically tell your husband, hey, you know, sorry for your loss, and, you know, I hope that everything goes okay. Now, if she's going there to pick him up, you know, that's one thing. But honestly, she said she had a good relationship. So fuck on, grow up. Which I would hope that's probably not what her goal is, no. because I'm thinking the rest of the family would probably... Right. Well, it's just, I just, people are so fucking immature in the way they handle things. I don't want that his ex-wife coming to my funeral, but you just said you have a very good relationship with her. So why wouldn't you want her to come to your funeral? Yeah. You, are you afraid it's going to be like that whole who gets the last laugh thing? Yeah, what? it's not about me anymore. Because yeah. newsflash, bitch, funeral ain't about you. Funerals are not for the dead, they're for the living. Okay. It's not about the dead person. Funerals never are. Never. That's why they're funerals. Otherwise, they'd be having parties. Because that's what's going to happen when I die. Party. Party. Because I want it to be about me because I'm fucking selfish. (laughs) 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 I don't want people sitting around feeling sorry for themselves. It's my fucking funeral. I want it to be about me. I want people to celebrate my ass. Play music, dance, sing, fucking tell jokes. Am I wrong? Like, at what point did we fucking lose scope of what a funeral really should be about it's supposed to be a celebration of life yeah not the for everybody to sit around and cry about how selfish it was for somebody to go and die while they were still living oh man (laughs) 
well, yeah, I hope no one's having that discussion at but, the funeral. But ultimately, that's what it is. Like, oh, they're gone now. I want them to still be here. Yeah, well, you know what? I bet they probably would rather be here, too, but they're not. So maybe we should talk about them instead. Yeah. I, I don't know. I haven't been to many funerals, but mine weren't usually like that. Really? See, everyone I go to is fucking miserable, man. No, like, see, like, the couple I've been to, or, like, even at my own dad's, people yeah. just told stories see, that made them happy to That's to the reminisce. way it should be. That's, but anymore, it's like, uh, you know, you just sit, people sitting around, li- li- belly aching about, well, now we're going to have to get, make sure that this gets taken care of, because he left us with this and this, and... Really? Can't sure you get together get... after the funeral yeah. and have these discussions? But it's like, no, ours up. weren't like that, oh, man. man. every My fucking family's hard to deal with. Like, they weren't parties by any means, but they were definitely like, hey, let's remember fun things that we did with this person and kind of send them out that way. And I think they should be parties. Yeah. I, I do. I think you should fucking just, you know, fucking celebrate. Because really, you're doing the person no service by sitting around, whoa, for the longest time. Yeah. You know, like, or, or Rock of Ages or whatever the fuck the <laughs> religious folks sing, you know. Like, I, 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 want, I want it to be fun. Like, because being sad about it, being sad about them being dead is kind of a no-brainer. So you're not really doing yourself a service. You're not doing them a service. But being excited about what they accomplished in their lives or, or did or uh, were able to do or how they interacted with you. and Because when you're sad, a lot of times then people start talking about the things that made them sad about those people. Well, yeah. well, you know, he drank a lot, but he loved his family. You know, you hear shit like that at a, fa- at a fucking uh, funeral. And you're no like, way, dude. Uh, you're like, no, 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 no. Because, again, that's about that person. That's not about the person who died. That's about that person's perception of them. Man. You know, whereas if you're celebrating the people, it's like, man, that guy can fucking drink. We used to have so much fun. We go down to such and such and such. And, such. and yeah, maybe he beat his wife when he drank. Whatever. We're not going to talk We're about gonna, that right yeah, now. Yeah, that part's going to get glossed <laughs> over. Because it's not going to happen anymore. So, Well, you know, because... But you don't. What you don't get very often at funerals anymore is the beautification of people. You know, where they just make them out to be a saint. It's always people standing around in the corners and they're like, "Well, you know, he never married." Gossip. You know? Yeah, it's just it's it's about the living so much anymore that you just want to walk around punching people in the face. Yeah, I'm glad I haven't been to any of your type of funerals oh, fuck, that you've had to terrible. go to. Terrible. Like so many are terrible. I think that's the reason why neither one of my dad's parents wanted to have a funeral because they're like, "Man, people are miserable at funerals." Yeah. Screw it. We're not doing it. No funeral for us. Huh. Like we had all of our fun while we were alive. Right. You know, why spend a whole bunch of, and then on top of it, it's expensive. Fuck yeah, it is. You know, you can't just fucking bury somebody anymore. Like, especially me, because I want to be fucking cremated. Yep. Set my ass on fire. Yep. Because I don't want to wake up in three days in that fucking coffin going, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, at least where you set me on fire, the fire may wake me up and I'll just crawl out of the oven. Or, <laughs> or, <laughs> or two, I'm still in a coma. You burn me all the way up. I never know the difference. Yeah. You know, but the last thing, because they don't have those fucking bells with the string on them anymore. Because right. back in the oldie times, they used to fucking, they'd run a string down into the coffin with a bell because so many people had been buried alive. And then you'd pull the string and they'd ring the bell and the fucking undertaker would hear it and he'd come dig you up. Fuck. You knew about that, yeah, didn't you? Yeah, but that, that would just be so terrible oh, to wake, wake up like that. Way terrible. You know, my luck, I'd grab that fucking string, snap. <laughs> pull it once and the bell comes down <laughs> and then you get one fucking drunk undertaker up there with leaning on your shovel going what was that somebody, somebody hears something nothing brought a raccoon yeah yeah. Fuck and so that, there man. I fucking starved to death in my fucking coffin <laughs> what a way to go oh fuck because <laughs> our fucking undertaker thought it was a raccoon it's not like I even get a 
I'm down here. Save me. Like, holy shit, it's a talking raccoon. Yeah. <laughs> like, Let's oh. kill it. <laughs> if it was a person, he'd be ringing his bell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't like funerals, man. I don't, I've never liked them. I've always thought they're fucking just in, <laughs> selfish, ingratiating bullshit. Yeah. Like, I just, I want a party. I don't want it at a funeral home. I don't want a fucking visitation. I don't want none of that stupid shit. Like, have it somewhere you can have a party. Chuck E. Cheese. No. That's like hell on earth to me. Have you been to Chuck E. Cheese lately? <laughs> Dave and Buster's. I've never been to it. Have you ever been to a Dave and Buster's? I think Buster's? it's just an adult tuck- Chuck E. Cheese. I've never been to one. Where's the closest one? Is there one anywhere near here? Maybe Cedar Rapids or somewhere. I uh, I hate Chuck E. Cheese. See, you don't have any younger like nieces and nephews really, do you? Right now? All your nieces and nephews are older than you. They have kids, though. <laughs> right, right. So you've Some got like, like great nieces and nephews. Yeah. So have you made it to the Chuck E. Cheese in the last 10 years? Uh, probably like six years ago. Hell on earth. Yeah, it's not as fun as I remembered. No, like when they used to have the fucking when it was showbiz. Yeah. And I had the, did you know, this is, this is interesting, that I, that I learned uh, reading my Game Informer magazine, that Atari, Atari created Chuck E. Cheese. Mm-mm. Yeah, the the founder of Atari bought. Oh, I, is, yeah. was it the article in the back of the new one? Like uh, what you last one about Atari's blah blah blah. Yeah, like, and he did this long interview. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it was last month. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't in the back. It was right in the middle, and it was like a ten-page fucking. It was a long article, hmm. like basically from the inception of Atari to him leaving the company and now coming back as a consultant. Shows you how much writing. I paid attention to that article when Apparently. I was looking through my magazine. It was, it was a very interesting article because he talked about um, Pong and how Pong became like the fucking superstar hit, and yep. then when the, they brought out the console and what I think an Atari twenty-six hundred, brand new, like one hundred forty-eight dollars. <laughs> In 1980 money, that is a shit ton of money. Hell yeah. I mean, I don't know how the fuck we had one. Because we didn't have that kind of money. I don't know if my dad sold his fucking spleen or that what. That is a lot to, of money back then, Oh, dude. fuck. That's For ridiculous. something like that, too, yeah. especially. That would have been like, I mean, that that would have been like buying a, a PS3 brand new. When it first came out, it was like 400 500 bucks. 500 yeah. bucks now. I mean, and it was a fucking Atari. It was... Awesome. Yep. Uh, so that was, it, but they they started the Chuck E. Cheese empire. And I so, did not know. Right, that. right. And then Chuck E. Cheese eventually bought out Showbiz Pizza. Yep. Um, and Showbiz Pizza actually, or was it the other way around? They Showbiz bought out Chuck E. Cheese and then took over the name. Could, yeah. But remember when we had Showbiz and had Billy Bob, the bear. Yep. And he was the leader of that band, an animatronic band up on stage. And there was like the whole band in the middle. And then on one side, there was some other animal, like a, a dog or something. And then on the other yep. side, there were three. There's one big giant curtain in the middle and then the two curtains on the sides. Yep. And at one point, one curtain had opened and something had happened. Another one had opened. It was very uh, almost like hee-haw. Yeah. Or uh, you can't do that on television. Like in the way that the animatronics interact, and then all three of them open, they play fucking rock and roll songs and stuff, yep. like covers, and then they change remember. some of the words. It was a blast. Like it was so much fucking fun. And the animatronics were kind of hokey, but it was a lot of fun. And they'd look around, and it was almost kind of creepy. Yeah. Uh, 
And as a kid, one of the other kids would always dare you to go up well, and, and, they had and all lift the, like, up the curtain and touch his foot yeah. while he was asleep. Yep, always one person. Yeah, yeah. And then they had all the like spoof movie posters all over the wall. Right, right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was it was awesome. Like it was it was a lot of fun to go there. Even you know, and they had a lot of video games. And they had the one video game room that was thirteen and over. Uh-huh. So it had like the good video games like Gattaca and all that stuff in there, and you could go in and play and just pump fucking tokens in. And then they had skee ball and the the helicopter that you could sit in and fly and and uh, the ball pit and shit like that in the other room for the smaller kids. Uh, and then when Chuck E. Cheese took over, man, they got rid of all the animatronics um, except for one. They have one fucking animatronic mouse in there. Right? Yeah. And that's boring. Well, but, they got rid of a lot of the games too, man, like a lot um, of this stuff. There's no video games in there right now. None. Not a single video game in there. The what then? Just like Ski Ball and the Ball Yeah, Ski Ball and a bunch of other like little carnival type games. Like pretty much every game in there you can <clears> win <throat> tickets from. And then you trade in those fucking tickets for like a grr, arg, well, yeah. the monster. Well, fuck, you know? man. Video game like arcades in general just kind of died. Well, yeah. with Like because, the one we do have at our mall sucks. Well, once it got to the point where your home games were more complicated than the arcade yeah. games, what's the point? You know, because at one point when Atari came out... uh the games were pretty much neck and neck. Yeah. And then Atari was out, and before the advent of, of Nintendo, the regular NES system, the games got really advanced in the arcades. So you'd go to an arcade to play a fucking game with badass graphics, like a fucking Afterburner or yeah. something like that, you know, that you couldn't get at home. I mean, to play any version of Afterburner on the fucking Atari 2600, it was, I mean, it was literally pixelated graphics. Yep. I mean, the fucking Pitfall Harry. Yeah. He was a square head on a fucking stick figure. And he would he would swing from a vine that the only time it actually looked like a vine was when it was straight up and down because yeah. as it swung each the pixels would go, separate they'd yeah. go corner to corner so it'd just be like boxes and you know the alligators didn't look they were only alligators because you knew they're alligators from the cover of the game because they were just two sticks opening and shutting <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know it it was terrible the graphics were terrible and the play the, it was it wasn't very complicated it was pretty right. much a shoot it or jump over it kind yep. of deal whereas at the arcades you could fucking do barrel rolls and play fucking starfighter and and uh the the star wars game where it was like you're in the cockpit yep, and fucking I love that thing. it was a lot of fun so you'd go to the arcade to play the more advanced games well then nintendo comes out and it kind of starts to level the playing field a little bit well then they the the fucking disaster that was the live capture video game craze. You know what I'm talking yeah. about, right? Uh, like your Mortal Kombat's and uh, what, what else was there that was really terrible? Uh, Aerosmith Generation X. Oh, man. Uh, 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 what was the other one? There, there's a ton of them. Was Streets of Rage? No. Um, there was just a bunch of them where it was a very oh, obviously live captured human beings. Um, that did very limited movements. Yep. And that was huge. And people would go play the shit out of those. They're like, it's like it's real life. Oh, yeah, it's Mortal Kombat was ridiculous oh, when fuck. it first came out. I used to ride my bicycle up to uh, Cadillac Lanes every fucking day and play Mortal Kombat and Jurassic Park Pinball. Another one of those where I don't know how we didn't run into each other. Really? I used to go stay at my friend uh, Nate's house, and he lived within walking distance of there. We'd walk there on the weekends all the time and just play. See, I always went wait- weekdays. Really? I never went on the weekends. There you and, go. and then as we got a little bit older, I'd go up there and shoot pool. Hmm. And just, I mean, we, because it was cheap, you could play fucking pool for like 50 cents. Yeah. I mean, it was, yep. but we'd play the shit out of fucking Mortal Kombat. Like, I'd go up there with a roll of quarters. Yep. And they hated us up there because we'd never bowl, you know, when we were playing video games. Oh, yeah. We'd just go up there and fucking pump quarters in the video game machine, and then we'd run out and we'd leave. Well, and the other thing that was easy to do there when you were a kid is if uh, you, they had cigarette vending machines. Oh, And nobody had. watched you, so you could right. just go buy cigarettes while you're there. Did you smoke when you were a kid? 
Well, you know, I thought I would. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get some cigarettes because I can't, but I can. That kind of thing, you know? <laughs> right. Probably like where when you're a kid and you don't even you don't even know you're not inhaling, you're just like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, sh- I'm sure the older guys in the neighborhood loved you. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> that was a long time ago. But then you get Super Nintendo comes out, and I think that was when you really started to see the end of of public arcades. Yep. Because you were starting to get games at, on the console that surpassed the technological quality of anything that you could get at the arcade. And now, I mean, really, the sky's the limit. The kind of memory and speed and oh, everything yeah. that the games uh, move. It's so much faster, crisper, cleaner. And you It can, does suck, though, because I missed... Like, I'm glad that was part of my childhood, getting to go to arcades. Oh, yeah, it absolutely. Great, it was fun. Absolutely. But, yeah, to go to the now arcade it's now... it's depressing. Oh, it's boring. Bad. Most of the games are probably five to six years old. I don't know that they're making new arcade games anymore. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I would still love to have, like, a Miss Pac-Man or a Gallagher or yeah, a just, fucking Defender or something for the house. Like, that would be badass, you know? But I, I don't know that... <clears throat> or do you remember there was a while where they had, like, the fucking hologram games were, like, all the rage? Like, they had that, like, Western game that was hologram, so all the people were real people. Yeah. Or, like, walk out and... Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah, and then there's Lethal Enforcers. You yeah. remember that? I used to play the shit out of Lethal and then, Enforcers. And then, yeah, there was the, ho- the Hologram Western one. Then there was, like, what was it, Dragon's Lair or something like that. They had one that looked fairly... Well, and then remember when it was just, like, uh, it was literally holograms? Mm-hmm. Like, it was, it'd be squares and stuff, and you'd shoot them? Yep. Like, they, it was like they are coming at you, they're 3D? Yep. Um, but you remember Lethal, Lethal Enforcers, didn't you? The blue gun and a red gun? Yeah. And then it was just basically a cutscene. That you know, and and everybody they pop out of the same spot every time. Yep. So all you had to do was learn hold, the fucking yeah, just hold your gun in that yeah, spot. If you just learn the the pattern, you could play through a whole fucking level and never look at the screen really. Yep. Um, but you know, he'd pop out and he'd have the fucking hostage. Well, don't shoot him because he's yep. got the hostage. And you know, lethal forces I played a lot. Yep. Uh, and then yeah, I I mean I'm glad to have lived during the time when arcades were hot and they were something, you know, and that not to have lived in the time when arcades were all about uh, just pinball and basketball shooting and, and stuff like that. Like we we got the overlap where we got both kinds of arcades. Yep, it went from like the penny arcade type to like the real quarter arcade, and now now you, it's... you walk into that arcade at the mall, most of the games are broken. Well, and a lot of them are like those fucking crap like claw machines that have like an iPod in there that right. it would take you a thousand dollars to win it out of there anyway, and right. then they have like. Have you ever known anybody no, fuck who's no. like, yeah, I totally pulled that Wii out of that claw machine? Yeah, because it's not strong enough to. It's <laughs> not meant to. <laughs> no, no. It would be fun- an, Or it's an empty box anyway. Well, it'd be funny if like everybody's like, there's no fucking way, and then a little eight-year-old comes up, runs the claw over there, the claw goes down and fucking grabs it so tight it punches through the box, picks it up, runs it over, drops it, and the kid's like, how do we and then everyone just beats the shit out of that kid and takes it anyway. Well, you know, that new arcade that we – the new arcade, it's been there for like 10 years. But it's got that shooting gallery. Yeah. And it's the laser shooting gallery that has never worked. Yeah. I mean, it didn't work. They opened that fucking place and it didn't work. It was all guide wire, kind of like at Adventureland. You see them at theme parks a lot. Yeah. Where it's a little laser gun and then you shoot the squirrel and he'll dance or something. And you shoot the guy in the tin can off his head and, and everything's on wires or poles and it – yeah. It's all spring-loaded and shoots the can off, and then the can will reset itself, things like that. Yep. And they got one of those, and I was really excited about that because I always thought those were funny. You know? yep. And I went in and tried to play it. Not a single fucking thing worked. If I put my money in, it doesn't even take money anymore. That's the other thing that fucking takes all the fun out of an arcade. You go to the fucking machine, you put your $5 in, and it spits out a, a card. like a. Yep. And then you, you have to know how much how many credits are on that card, and you go and stick the card in the, in the game and then pull it back out. And it reads the card and then deducts your balance from that card. 
Why? Why not just fucking use... I understand that probably the argument is, well, now we don't have to empty the quarters out of the machines. So you still have to empty the one machine, and they fucking pay people to work that arcade. Yep. What is their job? I don't know. To go around and say, yep, that one's broken. Yep, that one's broken. Yep, that one's broken. Yeah. Because <laughs> they don't know how to fix them. They're usually about 14 or 15 years old. Well, my brother worked at one. Uh, oh, God. While it was still a semi-regular arcade. Right. But yeah, I don't think he had to do much, and he obviously wasn't a... Did he work out there at Tilt? He worked at the one when it was called Pocket Change. You remember when it was called Pocket Change? Was that downstairs? When it was downstairs? No, it was still upstairs, I believe. Um, but it was upstairs all the way in the corner. Oh, right, right, right. Back yeah, in the day. Yeah, 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 yeah. When there, because there used to be that hallway there. Yep. When that, that was where Comic Pit was. Yep. At the end of that hallway. Yep. And now that arcade is fucking huge, but none of it works. Yeah, and it's, yeah, just a disappointment. I used to, the College Square arcade always used to be the best out of the two. <clears throat> and yep. now they don't have anything. They, well, that nothing. mall doesn't have any, like, no. more closed shops than they do open shops. Well, the malls, malls are on the way out, man, because of your super targets, your super Walmarts, your fucking Fred Old Meyer. Old <laughs> We don't have Fred Meyer here. I don't know. I like to name drop. Marshalls. Marshall (laughs) Fields. Okay, do those still exist? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) It's it's weird to know that that kids are growing up in a time now where, like, social interaction is not stressed. You know, you don't go to the – there's no mall rat kids anymore. The only mall rat kids are the ones out there causing problems. Yep. You know, like I was a fucking mall rat when I was a kid. I'd go out and walk the mall for hours. Me too. You know, go into stores, in and out of stores, go to Sam Goody, read the back of CDs. You know, just a totally fucking harmless. I'm sure they hated us because we never had any fucking money because we we weren't old enough to have jobs yet. But it wasn't troublesome. No, no. But we would always get followed. Always get followed oh, yeah. by the fucking the store, the mall security guys. Always. Until I fucking started to get to know them. Yeah. And then it turned out like two out of the three of them were my fucking karate instructors at the Y. Nice. So then I could go out to the fucking mall and never have to be bothered again. It was awesome. Like about 15 years old, right before I was old enough to drive, my mom would drop me off at the mall with my buddies and we'd fucking hang out there for a little while. And you'd never have to worry about anything. Because you'd walk into like Sam Goody or something and you'd be flipping through stuff and then you'd hear, oh, him? Screw him. Yep. Jared is going to be one of the well, guys. And that was the thing back in the day, dude. you like beg your mom on Saturday until she finally dropped you off at the mall at like noon. It was like, I'll be back to pick you up at four. And yep. you just kill, the, kill yeah, just your afternoon. Wander the mall. Yep. Wander, and you knew you weren't going to get in trouble. That's not what you were there for. Right. But, you, but the, the, it was the first It was the first piece of adolescent independence. Yep. Was going to the mall and being able to – and I would always go to Sears. Yep. Uh, Shields. Sam Goody. Um – and then you just kind of wander. Yep. And then you'd hit them all again and wander. Hit them all again. Because there were really a, a minimum number of stores. You'd always get your pop from Osco because they, the, they had the pop machine there that was really cheap yep, right inside yep, the door at yep. Osco. Um, and I don't even think you can get to Osco because you used to be able to go in one side of Osco and then come out over by the driver's license place. Yeah. I think they closed that off now that C- CVS and put other stores in there hmm. and made it smaller. Because I don't think you can go in and come out like in an L shape. You still can. Can you? Yeah, okay. All right. But it's, yeah, it's a little different. It was just it, it was weird because it was it was your first chance at independence. Well, as a and kid. on the weekends, like it'd be great if you you would spend a whole bunch of time in the afternoon at the mall, mm-hmm. walk across the lot to go to a movie, yep. walk across back and do some more just ratting at the mall, and then right, yeah, you spend if, your whole day there. If you could time it right, you'd go see the movie, and then you'd still have popcorn and pop to go fucking munch on and drink while you're walking around the mall. Then yep, it was awesome. Like if you could time it right, they closed earlier on the on the weekends, so Friday was the best night to go to the mall. Yeah, because you'd go like right, if, especially if you didn't have school that day. You'd hit the mall at like fucking noon, and you could see that terror 
on their faces at the mall when it was a fucking no school Friday. Yeah. Because you, they knew that the minute they saw you, overwhelmed. That well, and they knew you're there all day. Yep. You're there, you know, and you fucking go to the cookie factory. Yep. Or I'd always go to uh, uh, what the fuck is uh, the Chinese place? Chinese China Walk? Is that what it's called? Where you get uh, it was something walk, chicken Happy Walk. Yeah. Happy Walk. You get chicken fried rice. Yep. And that was a lot of food. Like you weren't if you're leave if you left there fucking hungry you're stupid. You get chicken fried rice and it was cheap. It was like four bucks, you know. And so then you get a soda, and if if you're smart you get a soda somewhere you keep refilling it like fucking, fucking uh, <laughs> banky 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 banky. What from Morans? Oh yeah 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 the banky. Yeah, but yeah. I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Only you didn't carry a fucking Dixie cup. Yeah. With you. <laughs> like, I just remember it. Like, I had fond, fond fucking memories Brody. of hanging out at the mall. You mean Brody? Brody, yeah. Banky was, Banky was chasing, chasing Amy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Why not just fucking give him the same name in every movie? No shit. Uh, but yeah, it was just, it was a good time hanging out at the mall, not getting into trouble. Because me and my buddies weren't troublemakers. Yeah. But you'd always run into that other group of kids that yeah. you knew from school that would want you to walk with them and stuff and then they'd start doing stupid shit. And you're like, I don't want to do that. No, and you'd try to find some way to like, you know, nicely ditch them. You know, like, well, I'm going to go in here or, oh, I guess my mom's going to be here. But then you had to fucking duck them the whole rest of the time. You're like, oh, I thought your mom was coming to get you. Like, yeah, we called her and we're going to be here a little longer. Like, you just have to find some way to yep. fucking duck it for the rest of the night. Oh, it's such a pain in the ass, too. Good times, though. Yeah. Good times. And now the mall's fucking worthless. Yeah, it won't be the same experience. <laughs> no, because what, what, what is in the mall for the kids, for the kids anymore? Nothing. I mean, because they can't, they can't fucking afford the clothes on their own. Because no. everything's more expensive at the mall. There's no, there's no arcade. The food court's a fucking joke. There's well, no, there's no, uh, there's no, like, uh, CD slash movie shop anymore. No. You can't even buy CDs at the mall. I know. Right yeah, so I mean, what's the incentive for a kid to shop at the mall? Or even a teenager. Hell, a young adult. Like Dillard's? Does Dillard's make you want to go to the fucking mall? No. No, because I don't want to fucking, I don't need to buy Aqua Digi, or what, I don't know. I don't even know what cologne I wear, so maybe I do need to buy it. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Malls are just a dying breed, which is probably a good thing, because they take up a lot of fucking room. They do take up a lot of room. But like if you go to, have you been to Mall of America lately? I know you almost died going to Mall of America once, but... Or Metallica concert up by the Mall of America. <laughs> <laughs> but I, mean, I, know, I know that's a dangerous thing for you. But. Yeah. It's, you know, it's huge. There's a lot of shit there. But still, overall, I spent most of my day going, okay, so where else is there to go? But at least when you're wandering around there, there's places to duck in and take a look. Yeah. You, know, you get like, uh, uh, what's the fucking sharper image? You yeah. Know, uh, but really, you know. overall, like, there's just 14 different... There's a Yankee candle and then like 13 other candle <laughs> shops. There's a Sam Goody and then there's 14 other music shops. And then after, like, after you walk by Hollister, you have to go get a fucking breathing treatment because yeah. they breathe in all their fucking cologne that they shoot. Literally, I'm not exaggerating, they actually shoot it out of the vents at you. That's ridiculous. Yeah. they. If you walk by a Hollister or uh, what's the other one? Uh, Amber Crombie probably. Maybe. Maybe. It's that type of store. They literally put air, like, air freshener <laughs> yeah, in the vents so that when... You walk by their store, it you smells. can smell it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's ridiculous. That's, I, that's a weird marketing gimmick. Like, mmm, <clears throat> smells like cologne. I want to go in there. Wait, because I don't even really think there's an arcade at the Mall of America. I mean, there's like Legoland and there's like the aquarium and some other shit. There's there are like like there's the NASCAR simulator. Right, right. There's, there's a NASCAR a this, thing. there's yeah. a that, but there's no actual arcade in a place like that either. 
which they probably did on purpose to keep the mall ratting down. Yeah. Because that's like a little city there. But they do have like a mini golf up on the one top level, and they've got the aquarium down on the bottom. Well, I think that there's a rule about the Mall of America that you cannot be unaccompanied because of all the gang violence that they've had there with the younger with the younger kids. I think there's a law, a rule that says you can't be unaccompanied if you're 14, or maybe it's 16, 16. No, it's it's if you're a minor. Huh? Because I was watching uh, Mall Cops. Have you ever seen that show? <laughs> no. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> they're, they're these fucking they 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 call each other sergeant and shit, oh, but they don't have guns and they're just it's weird. But they were kicking kids out of the mall because they couldn't prove they didn't have ID on them and couldn't prove that they're at least eighteen. Wow. Yeah, so like they have to be you can't be in the mall without your parent unless you're an adult. But if you think about it, what a you know, up there, that's a good Well, I mean idea. ridiculous they have to worry about it though. Right, like, but they have a ton of fucking gang violence in the mall up there. I mean wow. a ton. Uh, I remember uh we were up there with uh with a group, an ELP group, and we watched a guy get fucking piss pounded uh in the mall. Was it in the mall or was it at the uh Festival of Nations. Might have been at the Festival of Nations. Damn. Yeah, we everybody had bought these Pakistani walking sticks. <laughs> And then we watched some kid get fucking piss pounded by a Pakistani walking stick. <laughs> I think that was at Festival of Nations because they brought the the they brought the fucking stretcher through the food court at Festival of Nations because they had food from like every nation that was represented there, and you'd go and eat until you fucking exploded. Uh, yeah, and he got piss pounded by a fucking Pakistani Damn. walking stick. Nothing like the togetherness of cultures to bring some people together. Yeah. This has been episode 148 of Misinformation Podcast. With you as always, I'm Zach. I'm Eric. Love you. Awesome. Yep.